Thank you for joining AJPGI and Liver Physiology for our newest podcast series, Got Guts? The Micro Version, where authors address four key points of their paper. Hi, I'm Jamie Jones, the producer of these podcasts, and I hope you enjoy this new series. Hi, I am Shom Mukhopadhyay. I am an associate professor in pharmacology and toxicology at the University of Texas at Austin. I am Stephen Hutchins, lab manager of Mukhopadhyay Lab and first author of the paper we will discuss today. So Stephen and I have been working on SLC38 and knockout mouse models for the last few years. And it's been an incredible journey because when we started the lab about 10 years back, Neither of us had much experience in animal work. And now we maintain 10 to 15 genetically modified mouse strains with one of the largest colonies in the university. So the broad focus of our work in the lab is on the regulation and toxicity of the metal manganese, which is required for life, but which causes a Parkinson-like motor disease at high brain levels. Now, a common reason for a person to develop high manganese levels and manganese-induced disease is occupational or environmental exposure, because manganese is used in a lot of industries, and manganese can also contaminate drinking water. So over the last few years, the protein SLC38N, which is quite a mouthful, has emerged as a very important regulator of manganese levels in the brain. SLC38N is a specific manganese transporter that removes manganese from cells and prevents manganese toxicity. And a prior paper from our lab uh, with Stephen as co-first author showed how SLC38N controls brain manganese levels at the whole organism. So in this earlier paper that came out in 2019 in JBC, we used a knockout mouse lacking SLC38N and different organs and found that brain manganese levels increased when SLC38-10 was deleted in both the liver and intestines, but not just the liver. And this was a very important finding for two reasons. First, it meant that excretion of manganese by the liver and intestines is an important mechanism to regulate manganese in the brain. And second, it's been well accepted for a long time that manganese is mainly excreted by the liver with the intestines playing a minor secondary role. But Stevens' work implied that the intestines can compensate for loss of liver manganese excretion in regulating brain manganese. So in other words, the role of the intestines in controlling brain manganese was uh, likely underestimated previously. Now, our earlier study was done under physiological conditions, that is without exposing mice to additional or supplemental manganese that models human manganese exposure. And the central question of the current paper in the American Journal of Physiology came from this, uh, this earlier work. What is the relative role of the liver and intestine in regulating brain manganese under conditions of manganese exposure that model human manganese exposure? So to address this question, we used mice lacking SLC38-10 in the liver or intestines as models to specifically block manganese excretion from the liver or intestines. We also used littermate controls of these knockout mice that had normal SLC38-10 expression. And then we exposed these mice to various doses of oral manganese every day. We performed the experiment in different early life stages that modeled human exposure in infancy, childhood, adolescence, or emerging adulthood. 
We chose these time points because environmental manganese exposure and these developmentally sensitive life stages have significant and lasting impact on neurological functions in humans. It was a lot of husbandry, genotyping, dozing, behavior assays, and tissue collections, wasn't it, Stephen? Yes, it took more than two years to get all of the animals that we required. So do you want to tell everyone what you found, Stephen? Yes, our most important finding was that after manganese treatment, brain manganese levels of liver or intestine-specific SLC3810 knockout mice were much higher than littermate controls, but comparable to each other. This means that when mice are treated with manganese, excretion of manganese by the liver and intestines are both equally important to control brain manganese levels. And that's a really important finding because it defines intestinal manganese excretion to be a very important regulator of brain manganese, essentially as important as the, as the liver. And recently, several physiological regulators of intestinal SLC38 and expression and manganese excretion have been identified, including vitamin D. So these new findings imply that factors like vitamin D, which influence intestinal manganese excretion, could have a really large effect on brain manganese and manganese-induced disease. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool if we could use vitamin D as a treatment for manganese-induced motor disease? Yeah, that would be amazing. And testing these therapeutic possibilities based on increasing SLC38 and expression in the liver or intestines is an important next step for us. We are also working on developing a more comprehensive understanding of how SLC38 and activity and expression in the gut is controlled and how this expression modulates brain manganese levels, neuro uh, neurological function, and disease. And in all of these future studies, we have to give equal weight to the liver and the intestines. Yes, we do. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening and check out our paper. Thank you for listening to our micro podcast series. To listen to our latest episodes, please visit AJPGI and Liver Physiology's homepage.